Hello and welcome to EQ Love IQ Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina Casey and thank you for listening. Thank you once again for listening to this latest episode of EQ Above IQ. I've been doing my best with my now increasingly busy schedule to get these podcasts recorded and updated and loaded to your ears in a timely fashion. But I'll admittedly say that it's been a struggle this last few weeks, but it's okay. It's all for good reasons. My coaching practice has really increased a lot. So I want to thank you to all your referrals and all of your support. And if you're not referring and if you're not supporting, please, 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 please contribute with the link in this file on Spotify or wherever you're listening. There should be a link to support. And you can go to thisreallifebooks.com and support there under the podcast tab. Every little bit helps me to keep these uh, podcasts coming and also very much edited. (laughs) Editing is not my wheelhouse. And so I appreciate any support. I don't make a lot of money on this podcast. Uh, Actually, I don't make any now since uh, unfortunately Spotify has changed its program in listening. So please listen, please share, and please support. So on this episode of EQ Above IQ, I'm going to be talking about a few things. One of the things that I'm going to be talking about is raising my son who has ADHD and how his changes in his indoctrination and manhood is going without having a father present in his life. Not by my choice, of course, but by the choices of the person I chose to have a child with or who chose me to birth his child. I'm not going to get into much detail about it, but I can tell you one thing I've noticed is that The ideology around roles about male and female are just ideology. And I think it has a very strong purpose. We live in a very patriarchal, hegemonic society that's been spread globally by uh, European patriarchy and religion. And it is all in place to make sure that women are oppressed. That's changed quite a bit. But as we can see in America in particular, but this is happening globally, there is definitely a push to take us back to archaic times of oppression for women and for people of color and minorities and blacks that don't fit the white supremacy model, male, cis, straight, and, you know, wealthy white male. I'm not going to mince words about it because you'd have to be blind, dumb, and very ignorant to not see that is a part of cultures globally, some more than others. And it all comes down to capitalism. Capitalism is the running force in order to enslave the minds, body, and spirits of everyone. And I have been raising my son on my own for many years now, even while married, in my opinion. Because in a way that I don't want him to be indoctrinated into this type of limiting view of manhood. And I just was reading something about, uh, what's his Jordan B. Peterson. Gotta say, this guy is the poster child or poster boy for incels, which is involuntarily celibate men. <laughs> and uh, what I think his attempts were was to empower 
insecure men to take their role back in the world as he feels extremely emasculated. He has some weird diet as well of just meat, salt, and no vegetables. Yeah, that's not going to bode well for mind-body-spirit alignment. (laughs) But what I see from him is that he is just a person, a male who is deeply insecure and deeply, deeply lonely. And you can see that from even the videos. I'm not quite sure where they, the right-wingers found him or where the hegemony found him, but he, he, he's gotten some place of prominence in the mind of young boys who are in their mother's basement struggling, trying to find dates, trying to figure out who they are. And honestly, really, really comes down to is that he's not the best example of how to become a man. I remember when he, my ex originally introduced me to him. Of course, it was my the ex-husband who did this. And I was like, what kind of nonsense is this? It doesn't even resonate with sanity, in my opinion, most of the things he says. Um, they really, really are deeply embedded in a, a mindset of insecurity and keeping the status quo. And because I am an independent woman, I've always been one, I just never understood the predatorial nature of some men. But I also understand that nature has been a part of the evolution of men and the patriarchy. It has to do with predatorial instincts and the desire to dominate and feel like and procreate. So I'm not going to deny raising a son has been a challenge because I want to honor who he is as a person, as, as a male. And these tendencies are there. I've seen them since he was a very young boy. I call them suicidal raccoon tendencies. But I'm not going to use this whole episode to talk about my distaste and disdain for Jordan B. Peterson because he's a human being. Whatever issues, whatever childhood, whatever trauma he dealt with is evident that it's due to the way that things have been. And throughout time. And the truth is, is that whatever makes him happy, makes him happy. The problem comes in when he starts dispersing pretty toxic ideology to an already toxic world. Mate Gaber, or Gaber Mate, he says in his new book, The Myth of Normal, which I highly recommend that you should not listen to Jordan B. Peterson. (laughs) And the truth is you should not. I definitely find that Gabber's vantage point on humanity and the role roles and everything is, is far better guided than that of a Peterson. And because Peterson has definitely an agenda where Gabber is just pointing out what is always look for the person that points out what is rather than what they particularly want. You know, I talk on this podcast a lot about mind, body, spirit connection. And the reason why I do is because like in my last episode, it's all connected. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. I talk about a lot of things that have been historically compartmentalized in order to confuse, disinform, and everything else that the hegemony does. But when raising my son, 
one of the things that I try to use is the ladder of inference. And that's something that I think I've had, actually, I know I've had a podcast a few seasons back talking about this ladder inference. So go back and listen to that if you don't know what it is. But basically, it's taking the information and looking at the facts and going up the ring, the rung of a ladder to come to sound um, decision making. And I will say from my own personal experience that that has always been the most productive way for me to make decisions. And quite frankly, I've always done it quite naturally as I am fact and um, not just experience because experience helps, but fact-based person because everybody has a different experience. So, and also on a spiritual path, which I feel like I'm on as well, I'm on a different path than other people. I'm on a different learning experience than other people. And I think that every person has it, whether the outcomes are good or bad. If we have the perspective that time is infinite and it's not linear, also that each experience we have is adding to a collective experience in this life and the next. And being a Buddhist, I do believe that we live in an in, infinitum in, in of lives. And at some point we just choose to stop it. Stop. I don't know. I haven't had that experience yet. So I can just tell you from the practices of uh, spirituality that I've had and the experiences that I've had with ayahuasca and peyote that I know, not believe, I know we're much bigger and greater than the life in the body that we encompass right now. And so one of the things that I am trying to teach my child, one is that his gender, his appendage doesn't define who he is in himself. It may define it on the external aspect, but internally he gets to choose how he expresses his being. He is a being before he is a male, female. And I think that the philosophy around these roles have really caused more trauma and more pain for the masculine than it even has for the feminine because the masculine feels trapped, I think, in a idea that they were never meant to uh, inhabit. I don't think that we live in a world where there has to be particular leaders and followers. I feel like everything is connected in collaboration. The problem is, is that egos and insecurities get in the way and how those arise. I got to tell you, trauma, 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 and coercion and disinformation and the desire to control. And those are not all masculine traits, but seeing that the past 3000 years, the patriarchy has ruled the roost of the world and made many of the decisions rather than the feminine who was in existence for a billion, billions of years before that. And, you know, we've seen an increase of death, chaos, and everything else. And I think one of the things that I think Peterson talks about is how he, he always tries to connect chaos with the feminine and that. And so there's a concerted effort to disinform when that is absolutely opposite of the truth. 
in my humble opinion. And we can see that. I always say to the people who are against what I'm saying about masculine and feminine, show me a time or a country or a place when a woman, when the feminine was in charge. And I'm not going to say woman, I mean feminine, which I think can be different and separate from woman. Because I think that even men have feminine if they embrace it. Of course, you are of your mother. So you do have some feminine in you. When Tell me a time when the world population of animals were at almost 50% of extinction point. Where we as human beings are at an extinction point before those 3,000 years. <sighs> I know that some people, some of my male audience is going to take this personally. So I just want you to know as a mother of a son who I love with all my heart, who I wish had a role model of integrity and of caring and love and respect as a male body, I wish he had that. But being a single mom was never my intention Matter of fact, I told myself I chose, I would choose not to have children before I went through that path, knowing how much the culture emphasizes patriarchy. I just didn't want to bring a child into this world, but I can tell you with much gratitude that he's here and I will do all I can do to make sure he loves himself. And that is at the root of all the problems in my opinion, that insecurity, that lack of feeling of self-worth. And of course, you know, many times mothers are blamed for this lately a lot. And I, I do think there's an agenda behind that as well. But I will tell you this. I think that as a woman raising a son alone, I think I have one of the best relationships I've seen, even with the puberty kicking in and him showing his macho-ness and trying to be what he sees on YouTube videos. Disdain. Do you hear the disdain? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, oh man. And they, the hegemony has gotten some major tools over the centuries in order to indoctrinate our children from school to television to now YouTube and all kinds of social platforms. But our children have a lack of awareness what is happening to them when they're watching these things and when they're absorbing all that toxic stuff like Andrew Tate. Ooh, Andrew Tate. <laughs> Talking about toxic. And all these podcasters I see on, on uh, TikTok talking about how you need to do this with women and that. And what's his name? That guy that died. He died alone um, in his apartment. That's the piece. What you don't understand that the majority of these guys who are talking all this trash about how to treat women, they don't, they're not in relationships. And if they are in relationships, they're in abusive relationships where they're abusing their partner. <laughs> like Andrew Tate, he's in jail right now for trafficking young women. And uh, trafficking is a huge, huge multi-billion and maybe trillion industry because we haven't valued the human experience for both genders and for children in particular. We live in a culture globally where our children are not valued for their life, wisdom, 
or even light. They're used and abused. And I'm not going to get too much deep in that because I've had previous episodes where I talk about pedophilia and all that stuff. But let's just, let's just make it clear. This started with, oh, back in the day, <laughs> a long time. But when there, wherever there's been enslavement, there's been um, sexual abuse. Wherever there's been war, there's been prostitution and use of the body. And that's why mind-body-spirit connection needs to stay. I was speaking to a client just yesterday where she just said she's feeling lost. She's feeling not able to focus. You know, in being older woman, I, uh, being more mature, excuse me, not old, mature woman myself, she's not much older than me. And my first thought is when particularly women and even men are starting to feel these fogginess, this disconnect from their body or wanting to disconnect from the body that they go in even deeper because it's usually something either physiological, spiritual, or emotional thought-based. So I asked her when was the last time she had like kind of a check-in, a body scan with her body and also gone to the doctor and got some thyroid and got some hormone hormone tests because, you know, women as they age are always pushed aside, always. Throw in a little melanin, you're really thrown aside when the health starts to change. And just like any living organism, you start to get older, you start to wither. And that's compounded with the day-to-day stresses. And I'll even say unnecessary stresses that are placed onto humanity in our enslavement. So finding a place of peace and finding a place of grounding to feel your body is really important. So I try to meditate in some way every day. I'm not a big I don't push a type of meditation because meditation could you be you looking up in the blue sky for a while or just staring at a flower or staring at a tree. Meditation to me is just connection to the breath and connection to yourself. So taking those moments to breathe always seem like it's a challenge, but it doesn't need to be for hours. It doesn't need to be for even minutes and be just for seconds and those seconds add up. So always, always take some time to reconnect to yourself on a daily basis. And if you want to hear more about meditation and all that stuff, listen to season one of EQ Above IQ, because I talk about those things very early on when I talk about emotional intelligence and how the five principles all connect together. So when raising a boy, hmm. You want to make it seem like it's a big deal. It can be or it can't be. For me, I try to look at my son as a living being of light with certain impulses and tendencies that are more inherent in males than females. Throw in the ADHD, which is probably the most challenging piece, but I actually believe that once again, like all of these quote-unquote diagnoses, it's a response to some type of form of trauma 
whether it's mine from utero, from him carrying him in utero, because I was in a lot, a lot of stress and trauma while carrying him due to my relationship and the insecurities placed on my shoulders from that relationship. And no matter what we do as uh, caring and birthing mothers, we do carry our traumas onto our children, no matter how much we try to not do that. I know that I was very conscious and I had been on my healing journey many, many years before I even thought of conceiving him. And like I said before, that wasn't even my life plan. (laughs) Though without him, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. But I think that if as parents of our children, we stop putting them in boxes of feminine and masculine, we would see them thrive more and, and just be happier with who they are in their skin. And, you know, years of teens, which my son is right on the precipice. It's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to own what's yours and not project those fears and insecurities onto your teen, teenage kids, small kids and teenage kids. It's hard not to project, especially when the chaos of the world is happening and it's happening. It's been happening just recently with the Supreme court, (laughs) uh, once again, doing something that's very, very disrespectful to the law and, uh, overturning affirmative action, something that has been actually mostly beneficial to white females but also kind of just balancing the scales. That's what's the point of affirmative action. And there's a lot of people living in fantasy saying, oh, but that was so long ago. But the truth is, is that nothing has changed in those 450 years. The system has been working in the way it's been meant to work. And there's always those who are in the underground of our lives, forcing a ideology and forcing a way to live and consume and be and capitalism. And I see pushback and I think that pushback has been happening a long time, but just recently read a case study that a Chinese paper or, oh gosh, I think it was the university talked about the hegemony of the United States and its perils. That's the exact name of it. So you can look that up uh, yourself if you want to read that. But it was spot on. There was nothing in it that I hadn't read before. Even Noam Chomsky wrote a book about hegemony. And he outlined many of the same exact things. And here's what I know to be true. And it's still that from Oprah, who's also into, there's a lot of insights coming up about that. I'm not going to express my opinion about Oprah right now, but it kind of makes sense, but I'm hoping it doesn't. I hope it's just the hegemonic forces trying to take her down because she's doing the right thing. I don't know. Or refusing to do what they want her to do, which is possible and probable because I notice one thing, a pattern is when people in positions of power start pushing back on the hegemony who has so graciously commanded their lives 
I'm being sarcastic, command of their lives and let them come into the fold when people start to have their real grand awakening and no longer want to be controlled by the forces. They do what they always do. They take them out or discredit them or make them seem crazy. And, uh, so always be aware that people's fall from grace usually is just, they don't want to be controlled anymore. So anyways, I'll end this episode, which is probably a little bit longer than I expected because I had to do some pausing in order to <laughs> tell my son to stop screaming. He's gaming with his friends and he's just screaming. Anyways, I will end this episode by saying, do your best with your sons, mothers, and the fathers listening to this. Do your best with your sons to educate them differently than with the way they've been educated. You've been educated, especially in a world that you don't want to be in right now. Many of my clients say they just don't want to be in this world anymore. So you will need to dissent, which means you will have to do the opposite of what you've always been told and what you have learned. And that's a challenge because some of us lack the awareness what we've been programmed to do. But I promise you this, we've all been programmed to think, to do, and to be a certain way to the benefit of the few. So use your ladder of inference and do the inner work and ask why. Why do I feel this way? Why am I taking this drink? Why am I uh, running away? Why am I practicing escapism from my responsibilities? Why, why, why? And start being deeply curious, not judgmental, because you're, you need to have radical compassion towards yourself in this time, because most of it you didn't even know you were doing or contributing to. There's no room for shame. There's no room for beating yourself up for what you did not know was happening right underneath your nose. And I don't care where you are on that ladder, that hegemonic ladder, whether you are one of the few, you know, profiting hand over fist and you feel the loyalty to your bank account Believe me, that's just an illusion as well. So I thank you for listening. I ask you to vibrate higher and I ask you to start with self-love and compassion and create that resonance to share with everyone because you are not born of sin. You're born of love and your children deserve to have the best version of yourself and you deserve to be the best version of yourself and have joy. So thank you for listening and have a blessed day.